Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Dan Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. We have Greg Janik on the boards, our illustrious producer. You can join us every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. live and unrehearsed. From the Interstate Heating Studios uh, from 6 to 8 a.m. every Saturday morning. And if you have any questions or comments, you can call us at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. I'll try to get to those emails during the show. And uh, and if you're interested in any of our sponsors, uh, we, we love our sponsors, our advertisers and that. So, But if you're interested in any of their services, all you have to do is go onto our website, which is ceoguys.com, and uh, just click on their logo, and it'll take you right to their site. Anyway, good morning, guys. Yeah, you, you say that, but what I don't I think it's what? a good morning. Yeah, sure. Hey, like Larry Smith says, it's good to be alive. By the way, Larry our, Smith lies. Hey, our it's con- not always good. Hey, our under over last week for how many times does Larry Smith say? Oh, yeah. I'll tell how you many? what. What? And our contestant took the under, so he said five or less. Okay. Larry Smith said last week, "I'll tell you what," thirteen times, and then he said, "I'll tell you this." Ten times. But anyway, today we're going to have a different over and under. We'll do that after the quarter after seven break. And uh, Is it going to be a I'll tell you what again? Yeah, it'll be. And you can stay on the. uh, Yeah, because you can win a free subscription, a one year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine, which is the best Wisconsin magazine out there. So by far. Yeah. So we got we got that going, which is nice. (laughs) <laughs> no, I I say it's not a great day because the I know, weather. I, I go to drive in from Pewaukee, and uh, as soon as I got outside, I realized, oh man, I, I didn't even have time to scrape the windows. And oh, I figured, geez. well, I could 
brush it off with my glove a little bit. Then I tried to open the passenger side of my truck, and the molding came off with the door. The door was kind of stuck. And then I kept trying to stick it back there so I could close the door. So finally, I I got it. So remind me not to open my passenger door (laughs) till June. And uh, then then I didn't have time to stop for the coffee at the quick trip because the roads were bad. And I thought, Mm -hmm. you know what? I got to leave now. And -hmm. I get off the highway as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I and and I'll tell you what I'm psychologically scarred from hitting that black ice deer season this year, where we're going along in the truck just fine, and all of a sudden the back end just wet yeah, and you're gone. Spinning around. Yeah. So I see all these, and for years I'd driven for over forty years, I'd never hit a patch of ice like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and driven through a lot of snow, a lot of storms, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, so it's changed my perspective, and I see all these cars going by me especially people in these little cars Mm -hmm. driving totally clueless and unawares, just flying by. And I'm thinking, boy, you don't know how how quick it can all go go to heck in a handbasket. Yeah, if people are listening to us and they're going to go out driving this morning or if you're out there, you know, well, if you're already out there, you know what it's like. I mean, you get over those overpasses and that, there could be some black ice on there. They've salted most of the roads yeah, they pretty got, good. They, they got it. But, pretty, they got it pretty good. But those overpasses is where you can hit it. And you know, when I was driving this morning on forty five, you could see areas that looked different. Yep. Than the rest of the road, and you wonder was that was that ice there? You know, is that ice coming up? I mean, it. it yeah, you got to be careful. We got a little bit of snow last night. It's what is it like about twenty five degrees? But I, I mentioned right. it. I mentioned it, Greg, earlier. Mm-hmm. I said. Uh, so should I shovel today or should I let Mother Nature take care of it tomorrow? And it's going to be, what did you say, Greg, tomorrow? What did you hear? Uh, mid-40s, mid-high to 40s. Yeah, let Mother it's, Nature take care of it. My truck says 18 <laughs> degrees right now. Oh, is that right? Yep, but uh, I'm going pheasant hunting today. You are. At 11 o'clock with Al, Al Shook. Shook. Hey, yeah. what's the winds going to be today, Greg? Because uh, I think I heard something about 35-mile-an-hour winds. And let me tell you, when last time I was pheasant hunting with Al... We had like that 35, 40 mile an hour yeah, stuff. that's no fun. Those Where? Waukesha. Oh, you're hunting in Waukesha? Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. He's, he'll look it up. Those anyway. pheasants achieved light speed faster than anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, going with the wind. Oh, yeah. my God. One, <laughs> one pheasant, I've never seen one do this, it launched like a missile straight up, and it didn't level off. It just kept going up, 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 up. Really? Yeah, and I should have shot on the rise. But the barrel was kind of, as you go past the bird, kind of obscures you mm-hmm. know, a little bit. And I thought I, when it turns, I'll swing and lead it. When it got to the top and it turned and that wind hit its back, holy cow. <laughs> it I mean, booster rockets I boost, clicked in. Booster rockets. <laughs> I tried leading it and I still probably hit 20 feet behind it. Oh, man, it was, it was cool to see it, though. Yeah. We all, all right. missed that one. Uh, high wind. For the day is going to be 19 miles an hour. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not they won't bad. be achieving it. You'll reach a high temperature of 27 at 3 p.m. 27 at 3 p.m. Mm. That's the high temperature? Yep. Yeah. High for well, high. I guess it's better for the dogs because they don't get as overheated. Mm-hmm. When shall be at 14? I would have been perfectly happy walking in 44-degree weather trying to shoot pheasants. But, oh, well. Yeah, beats working. So that's the plan today. There, There is a fishery I see here. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if anybody's on the ice yet. Uh, no, this one uh, they nor- they well, normally they normally do have the uh, the raffles and stuff. Oh yeah, so they like still they... got everything going on. Yeah, this one the only one I see here is February twenty fifth, Bucky's fifth annual at Bucky's Lakeside in Okachi. That's mm-hmm. the only one. The ones at Curly's pretty much wrapped up last week. East End is open right now. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The East End of Pewaukee, right? Yeah. yeah, You know, I'll tell you, I, ice fishing, for all intents and purposes, is basically over. Uh, there might be some areas where you can still get on the you know, have good, you know, decent ice to stand on. But the problem is, is getting to the ice. We had so much of that shoreline ice eroded that you really couldn't get onto the ice where you could walk on it. Yeah, ice fishing is basically over. But did you see the on YouTube, uh, up on Sturgeon Bay... Just uh, well, you know, that would be like three, four, eight, five days ago, something like that. Guy in his Cadillac Escalade, like it's got to be what, like a sixty thousand dollar vehicle, towing his shanty, gonna take it off the lake, right? And I think it was over by that Sawyer Harbor area. I'm not yep, positive. Okay. And some guy comments, "Yeah, I saw a guy go through the ice right over in that area last week." You know, and he's and here comes this guy in this Escalade, and the guy's got his phone, you know, taping it, recording it. And uh, sure enough, crunch, crunch, guy hops out. There goes the Escalade like the Titanic <laughs> right down. Yeah, it's on YouTube. If you, now, if, yeah. Did the shanty get pulled Oh, in? that went down too with it. Yeah, the truck, the shanty, everything was under the ice. Yeah, everything. And then the guy had to do the walk of shame. Well, he's standing. I felt bad for the guy. He's standing there looking at it, and then he makes a comment. You can hear him say, I got a lot of tools in that truck. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just, I mean, there's nothing you can do. He's just standing there staring at it Listen, like, oh, my God, you know. You know. Was he from Illinois? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. With a Cadillac but, Escalade? I don't know. But See, if he's of, like I a mean, Wisconsin guy, he'd have a Ford F-150. You'd think a lot. Well, a lot of Chevy. people in Door County come from Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, well, but the Illinois people go there just to be rich and buy nice houses, and they they don't probably even like the fishermen. Because I, I, matter I of know. fact, I knew uh, one fisherman told me a story that, uh, or where did I hear it? Maybe I heard it on on one of the websites that some guy was fishing around some piers up there in Door County, and uh, some guy from Illinois came out who owns the house, mm-hmm. just r- raising all kinds of hell because the guy had the audacity to, to be fishing around his fishing pier. around his <laughs> mansion, yeah. So I don't think the Illinois guys are there for the fishing. Know, some, I'm sure some are. I'm sure some. They're there to up, live in you know. their multi-million dollar house and eh, good for them. Pick up cherry pies for their wife. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh goodness me. Fans. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, ice fishing is basically over with. Now we can look forward to spring fishing, you know. And and if and if I'll tell you what, if people are going out on some of the rivers for the walleyes, which there are areas that are open in that. Yes, there are. You got to be careful because those ice flows are still there. They're coming off of the lakes and whatever, depending on where it is. Now, like if you look at the Rock River, and you're up by the mouth there by Koshkanong, there's going to be some ice flows coming down in a number of these areas. Oh. Uh, you got to be careful because those ice flows, man, I'll tell you, they can really create havoc with your boat. One time, Steve Milliot was up night fishing in the Bay of Green Bay for early ice out, and he was motoring along fast in the dark, heading back in after a night of fishing. Mm-hmm. And 
all of a sudden, he just kind of peripheral vision caught something out of his eye. So he just brought the boat to a stop. And then in, as his eyes could focus, he had driven full speed into a, a field of floating ice chunks mm-hmm. the size of Volkswagens. <laughs> and he was just... And then he carefully kind of worked his Bounced way. Bounced his way through work, carefully, just yeah. carefully worked his way yeah. through. But, man, had he hit yeah. one of those, he'd oh, have been yeah. killed. Yeah, you got to be, I'll tell you, you got to be careful scared this the, time of year. Scared the crap out of them. a lot of times, you know, those. They got blown in, yeah. you know, the winds yeah. shift. Yeah, In yeah. a previously open area, all of a sudden. It's not open anymore. It's not open anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah when, when some of those big sheets of ice come through, and especially the guys who anchor in certain areas, you know, if. What what'll happen is that sheet of ice will hit that anchor rope and it'll literally literally take that boat down. That boat will go down. That ice will go right over the boat. You you got to be careful. You know, there's it's been happened in the past where guys have have had to bail out. You know, I mean, so or I remember one uh, one time a guy uh, was trying to lift up his anchor and I don't know how he he wrapped the anchor rope around a couple of his fingers or something. And as he's trying to lift it up, the ice is pulling the anchor rope down, and it got that. I don't know how it happened, but the anchor rope cut off one or two of his fingers. I mean, literally pinched them off. And uh, that was a number of years back I heard about that. So you got you got to be careful with ice flows. That would really yeah. suck. That would suck. Boy, oh, boy. I don't even think I'm uh, yeah. for our uh, – Bye bye, sell, sell, whatever. I'm selling my boat today. <laughs> a lot of fishing gear. I'm done with it. We've talked about yeah. dangerous ice flows, losing fingers, trucks going in. Listen, I don't care how good the ice fishing is. I don't care if you ice fish and you got the Swedish bikini team in there with you every day. There ain't no ice fishing that's worth risking putting your truck no. and your shanty in. No. It ain't that much fun out there to be had to risk that. You know, it's one thing where, you know, you see a whole bunch of trucks out there tooling around a lake. You got 20 inches of ice out there. Okay, no problem. No big deal. And especially if it's a body of water that you know and you know everything's fine. There's trucks going on. But it's when that early ice or late ice, like when guys got to take their shanties off and they don't do it soon enough. And then they say, oh, I better get it off quick, you know. Well... Man, it's a little late sometimes, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, we used to, my, some of my brother-in-laws and I, we had a big wooden shanty that we would put out on a lake. But I'll tell you what, it really wasn't worth it because we had to wait until the ice was good enough to put the shanty on a flatbed trailer to take it out to the lake, okay? And then we had to take it off early enough while the ice was still really good to get it off of the lake. It would only be out there for like six weeks. It was like it wasn't worth it, you know. All the time, yeah. yeah. All the time and effort that you put yeah, into it. it. Yeah, it wasn't well, I've worth driven, it. you know, I've driven on ice. Yeah, I was out fourteen miles on ice on Lake of the Woods. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about ice that you needed to get to your knees with a auger just yeah. just to punch exactly. through. You, the engine would be hitting. Yeah. I mean, there was more ice than yeah. Sure, I'll go on something like that. Yeah. Hey, and why is it? Here's a question for you. Why is it before we go to a break? Why is it that we've got all these rules and regulations for, you know, in your for vehicles when they're on roads? But all those rules and regulations are like out the window when you're on ice. 
<laughs> what regulations are well, you? Well, like speed to? limits and whatever. Why oh, there's still a, a, It's just like a boat. Yeah, they is still there? there's still there's speed been, limits. Boy, yeah, on, like little, the, on Little Muskego, it doesn't seem like there are any. <laughs> I I would bet if you asked our warden friend Matt Grappi, yeah. that if there's a 50 mile an hour limit for boats on the lake, there's a 50 mile an hour limit for I cars. But how good. often do you ever see a boat on a lake pulled over for speeding? Not that often. And they wait, they wait till they know the law enforcement isn't there, mm-hmm. and then they go flying early in the morning or later in the evening just because they got the big cigarette boat yeah. that can. So they got to open that son of a gun up yeah. and just rip across the lake. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you of a lake where you don't want to speed on, all right? I'll tell you of a lake when we come back. We got to do our first break of the morning, folks. So stay tuned. You are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors here on Saturday mornings and 105.7 FM, The Fan. And where down we go, 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 go. And where down we go, 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 go. So where down we go, 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 go. down we go. Oh, you let your feet Hello, everybody. Welcome to another wonderful day in the neighborhood. Well, with not, day sucks. With, with Danny Bush and Tom Neubauer, we yeah. are coming from... 18 degrees. Interstate heating studio. Windshield of 4 degrees. Black yeah. ice on the roads. Give, Idiots uh, driving yeah. everywhere. If you got well, that's a, every day. That yeah, doesn't matter if it's bad snow or anything. If you got a heating problem, just call Interstate Heating at 262-246-4772. They're there to help you. And cooling, too. They'll oh, help you with cooling, yeah. right? Like, Hey, Danny, what? my friend Sal called. We were talking about speed limits on Lake, and Sal called. There must be no speed limit on Pewaukee Lake. I see guys going 100 miles an hour. He's right. <laughs> Sal, my friend, is right. <laughs> so, But the lake I was going to tell you about that you don't want, I mean, that they're watching all the time is, I know one lake that they always Which, watch. Where is, are they watching? Is Tom? Long Lake. Long up Lake. Up by Dundee. They've been watching that for a long time. Yeah, no, the reason I say that is because. you go to jail for a long time. I've been up there fishing plenty of times. Now, they got a, they got a no wake till 10 o'clock in the morning. And I guarantee you, there is a cop in a boat sitting in the middle of that lake. And he can't wait till 9.59. No, and he's waiting for anybody to take off early. He is sitting there waiting, and he's on shore before that watching. But then about yeah, about 10 minutes to 10, he comes out, and he he's right in the middle of the lake I thought, <laughs> waiting. I thought Barney Fife was dead. No, Barney's, Barney's out there. Barney's he's, out he's there. He's watching. He's watching. And they also have a, they got some kind of law where, like, if you're water skiing, you got to go... South, on one side, you got to go in a. I think it's a counterclockwise manner. Right. Yeah, you got to go a certain way if you want to do it. You mean the way to beat Barney is going a counterclockwise? No, manner? that's no. You they say you have to go in a oh. counterclockwise manner if you're if you're going to be. Uh, they got floating buoys with arrows. I don't. Like, you know in the direction you're supposed to go? I don't know. I think there's a sign. You can't somewhere. have a sign that says you, you have to go counterclockwise. Because <laughs> half the people in the world wouldn't even know which direction yeah. counterclockwise the is. Southern, southern half of the They'd world would be going out their the other GPS. way. They'd Google it to figure it out. You know, 
Tell a kid these days, go counterclockwise, huh? Yeah. The, you know, there was this one gal. I'm not going to say who or where or what, but uh, the, these these younger guys were teasing her, and they were telling her how, gal. how toilets, when they flush in the southern hemisphere, spin opposite of what they flush in the northern hemisphere, and which is true. But, and then the guy tells her, he says, and she was a little gullible, and he says, yeah, it's just like microwaves. You ever notice when you turn them on, they spin one way? He says, in the southern hemisphere, they spin the other way. <laughs> the microwaves. And she was buying it for about 30 seconds. Well, <laughs> as far as water going down the drain, that's true. I, that's what I just said. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't listening to all what you said. Well, sweet, maybe you should. You'd learn something, damn it. Here we go. Yeah. Wait, wait right. what do you got? You're the looking at something there. No, I'm not. Nothing in You're particular. Not, nothing in particular. Nothing, nothing no. right now. No. 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 I, I, I'll tell you what. I, I am looking for uh, this year. Um, I'm. You know what I'm looking forward looking to, Danny? For I'm looking tell forward me. to Pewaukee Lake Monster Smallmouths in the spring. As soon as it opens. I'm looking forward to You target them to then? Do you go out oh, there in the yes, spring? Oh, yes. Definitely. I go to a number of different lakes target. Targeting those big smallies, yeah. And what is your tactic going to be for early spring? This is a good co- topic. Yeah, well, basically it's shallow water, oh, shallower now, water. Now, are you talking like, well, I guess early spring has to be first week of May. Open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. First couple weeks. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm looking in shallower water, and I'm using either two jigs, or I'm using a small jig with a three-inch tail on it, you know, uh, not a twister tail, but one of those minnow imitating tails like uh, Kalen's makes that right. jerk minnow, whatever. Uh, but tube jigs work really good in that situation. There's a number of different baits that work really good, you know. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, because it depends. It, you know, springtime, Danny, is always weird. It's it, people. A lot of people think, oh, it's so easy fishing. No, springtime is not easy fishing because depending on those the weather, those those bass can be in, out, one day from the next. It's totally different. You know, on one end of the lake, you can catch a, a bass in pre-spawn, whereas on another end of the lake, they're starting to spawn. You know, I mean, it all depends, you know, on, on which end of the lake it is, uh, what the weather conditions are, uh, and whether they're smallies or largies. And, and so it they can be moving every day, Are different you areas. Looking but for rocky areas? No, not necessarily. No, 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 no. Just anything that they can. Well, they just move away the the muck, you know. And now, Pewaukee has two basins. Yeah, it's got the shallow east right. basin. It's got the west basin, which has mm-hmm. access to deeper water. You're fishing shallow, you said, a couple <laughs> feet of water. Are you going to fish the shallows in the east basin or the west basin? First part of the season. The east basin is going to warm up quicker than the west, so I will be targeting the 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 bat. The, let's say the smallies or or largemouth. You know, just a little bit later on in the year, the largemouth in the west basin will be in pre-spawn, while the largies in the east basin. You mean smallies? No, I'm talking largemouth now. Okay, okay. Uh, the, the like for an example, the the smallies will let's say be spawning in the east basin. But in the West Basin, they're in their pre-spawn still because it's not warm enough yet. Okay. So it's pre-spawn. And pre-spawn is when you can get those bigger females coming in, you know, and uh, where they're, they're they're just coming in, moving around. They're eating, you know, they're feeding, and uh, that's a good time to catch big bass. And same thing with smallies. Pre-spawn is a good time to catch the big ones right at pre-spawn See, when they're coming in. So they're, you're fishing a couple feet of water, kind well, of shallow anywhere, and mucky. Well, anywhere up to like six, seven feet. Okay. Yeah. 
three to seven, let's say. And, and it's probably prior to any weeds really coming up and choking Correct. it out. Correct. Yeah, there's no lot of weeds yet. No, not at all. No. And tactic, you said plastics. Well, if I'm if it's pre-spawned, I'm going to go with a spinner bait a lot of times. I'm That's great. Go, you have mentioned that. Yeah, in pre-spawn because I can cover more area. Those fish are moving around more. They're not dropping, sitting on one spot on a nest or whatever, you know. And they'll be aggressive enough. Yeah, oh, yeah, they'll be aggressive enough, definitely, yeah. And uh, then uh, once they go into spawn, of course. And, you know, to tell you the truth, Danny, if if there's a big bass sitting on a bed, I don't want to bother her. You know, if they're, if they're getting ready to spawn, if there's a smaller male and a bigger female, I don't want to bother them. Okay. I don't want to. I, I, yeah, I, you know, years ago when if you're fishing a bass tournament or whatever, well, okay, you know, but and and there there weren't all that many tournaments during the spawning season. But if there was, you know, yes, okay, you got to target those. But otherwise, I, I generally tend to leave those fish alone. You know, I'd rather let them do their thing, get those little babies to hatch, and once that female has dropped her eggs and takes off, and the male is sitting there guarding them, once that female takes off, then I'll go get her post spawn. You know. Of course, then she she'll be out. Deep she'll deep. go. Yeah, well, she'll go out feeding on the flats, and the and, flats then, and yeah, and then she'll yeah, and they'll go where they're gonna go. But the best time for bass fishing is when they're in their summer pattern, after spawn, after post spawn, because then they're they're you can find them easier. You know, you got an idea of where they're gonna be and what they're gonna be doing. You're finding their food. You know, it it's just easier. It's easier to pattern them. You know, once once they're in their normal normal summer you know, progression of things, you know, well, when, it's easier. When, when I see most bass, ang- most bass anglers, it just seems like summer pattern, they're pitching right along the shoreline by the piers. That's one excellent tactic. Pier dock fishing is always going to be good, but you got to remember there's always going to be bass in one of three different areas. They're either, like we've always said, right, okay. shallow, deep, or somewhere in between. You're going to catch them in all those different areas. You know, there's different fish in different areas. So, but dock fishing, yes, definitely. Uh, the brake line fishing, definitely, you know, deep water with drop shots and whatever, definitely. But those fish are harder to find. But once you find them, you usually get good ones. Now, for smallies, like if you found like a, a deep water rock bar or something, would that be something? In the summertime, sure. They'll, they'll relate to yeah, that? Yeah, sure. They'll come up on it. They'll, if they're, especially if there's crayfish on it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Hey, we got to go to a break. And uh, coming up after this break, folks, seven, oh, by the way, 799-1250 is the phone number. You want to get involved in our, any of our topics or you just want to get make a comment. Or if you want to tell us where you've been catching those fish, and I know you ain't going to want to tell us that, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, coming up next, we got the, the gut report. And then right after the 645 break, we will be playing Hornschwaggle. Brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. So stay tuned for more. F- uh, we are the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating, right out there in Sussex. So stay tuned for more. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Greg, do you like pasta? We all uh, like pasta. I'm Italian. I love yeah, pasta. There you go. You ever make your own homemade pasta? Uh, I'm not. It, you know, I'll tell you what, making your own homemade pasta is so easy. Yeah, you might get a little flour on you, but you know, this is how easy it is. Two cups of flour, two eggs, a pinch of salt, and maybe about six, eight, nine tablespoons of water. You just keep putting in a tablespoon every now and then to make sure it gets to the right consistency. And then you roll it out, 
cut it to whatever shapes. I just made some ravioli the other day. Cut it out, put some filling in it, roll it over, you know, cut it. I mean, and you know how long it takes to cook homemade pasta? Eh, just a few minutes. You got boiling water, you drop it in. When it floats, it's done. I'll tell you, folks, it's so easy to make your own homemade pasta. And you know what? For some reason, homemade pasta just tastes better, I think. I don't know. You might want to give it a try. Like I said, two cups of flour, two eggs, pinch of salt, and water to the right consistency. Easy peasy, uh, short and easy. How about <laughs> something like that? Anyway, the gut report was brought to you by Vmar Cheesy Produce. When quality counts, you can count on Vmar Cheesy Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarcheesy.com and by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Hey, Bushy, we got a we got an email from Jim and Lynn Denbeck. This must be from, well, it could be from either one of them. And it says, uh, Heard Pewaukee is wide open. We could go f- trolling for some pike right now. <laughs> He's you right. Know, it's open. <laughs> you know, that that is interesting. I never is, thought about that's that. That's right. We could, hey, we could get out White Jaw. That's Danny's boat. We could get out White Jaw and go pike fishing right now. Actually, I think the way to do it would be uh, like years ago when I used to go fish open water, first open water on the Peshtigo Harbor. Uh, either shiner minnows or a smelt under a bobber mm-hmm. because they're going to be coming into spawning sure. areas. You could get yeah. out there about five feet of water drifting yeah. along and probably yeah. catch some pike, which brings up something about a pike. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So I came upon an article. Uh, it's titled Green Bay's Pike Comeback <clears throat> How It Happened. And uh, it's, uh, it's written uh, by our friend Dan Small. So I thought, wow, Pike comeback. I thought, well, you know, I've been going up there. Didn't get up there this year, but I've been getting up there trying some ice fishing pretty regular over the years, and I haven't caught a pike through the ice in 20 years up there. Mm-hmm. I have saw a few come out last year, mm-hmm. talked to a few guys who said, yeah, they sit there all winter long and maybe eventually get a big one. Um, so... I'm thinking, wow, yeah, I figured I'd see an article with pictures of a bunch of guys with pike. Well, that's not what it's about. It's basically about what we have talked about on the air over the last couple of years with our friend Randy Reading. Sure. Uh, we've talked to uh, several people up there. I believe we did talk to the Brown County conservationist, Mike Mushinsky. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in charge of the project up there along with the uh, graduate student, Rachel Van Dam, UW-Green Bay. And they've been working on improving spawning habitat. And, right. it's been, and there's been, going back years ago, there's been you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of grant money or whatever dedicated to it. And uh, they've been doing, a, the people up there have been doing a great job. Uh, they've improved wetlands, access to spawning areas. They're working that Fox and East River watershed areas. So they've been doing that. If, you, if any of our longtime listeners, however... Um, will uh, remember me griping in the past about the the limits up there. They still have a five fish, any size limit, and they haven't changed that. Mm-hmm. And last year, when I had written a uh, a letter 
Uh, I believe it was, um, I think the the name in the article, I'm sure this was the Gale. I'd have to check my, uh, I save copies of all the letters I send and receive, but I'd have to check it at home. But I think it was this Tammy Paoli, uh, who's a, DN- sounds familiar. Yeah, a yeah. DNR Green Bay Fisheries biologist. She basically sent back to me saying in so many words that there weren't, as far as changing the size limit, there weren't enough pike in there anyway, making it worthwhile to change make put a size limit in that seems counterintuitive i know i know so that's don't you remember so i got remember i got mad on the air and i talked about it and i said well that's great they can improve habitat all they want throw it through wood duck houses while you're at it randy reading got mad at me because he said it's more than putting wood duck houses out yeah and i know that too and he's a good guy he went up and helped volunteer which Mm -hmm. great but it still makes no sense that they, they've got all these limits in place. For gosh sake, they've they've changed limits. I believe they changed the pike limits on Pewaukee now, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. On Pewaukee, of all places, mm-hmm. they changed the pike limit. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the walleyes for tomorrow on Pewaukee has been working to improve habitat, doing all these things. And they got together with Ben, the biologist, who is a great biologist down here. Mm-hmm. And he worked with them. And he was like, you know what? Yeah. We're going to, in conjunction with that, we are going to change this. And they made a limit change. Right. Why they refuse to do it up there, especially when I read this statistic, based from uh, Small's article, uh, he was quoting uh, the Mike Mashinsky, like I said, who we've talked to. It says, each adult northern pike is worth about $156 in terms of its economic impact. So they got zero limit on them. Five fish, you know, zero size. Yeah, zero size. Five fish, and each adult is $156. They're supposed to be so valuable, yet they're not putting any... Yet they don't want more of them to grow to adult size. The Gator Fest Pike Tournament was just held up there by Ocano, Peshtigo area. And that is a bunch of local yokels have been doing it. I think I told you I did it in 1987 or something. Went out, the guys would take a farm wagon, Mm -hmm. drag it out on the ice outside of O'Connell County Park, too. Yeah. And everybody would go out, and uh, it was a big party and Gator Fest, they caught. Well, it's still going on. Um, re- according to the DNR's own report, uh, Gator Fest had about 100 anglers in it this year, so it's still going on. Mm-hmm. And there were about 30 pike caught. Biggest winning pike was 35 inches. Okay. So now these, these, I'm sure these contests are not catching release. So 30 pike, if this $156 number is correct, that's basically $5,000 worth of pike mm-hmm. just got harvested out of there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I heard online there was, I heard something about another pike tournament that was held around the Ocano area a couple of weeks ago when a bunch of pike ended up getting bumped off. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why they're not putting in some kind of size limit on it. Because it says Green Bay Pike come back. Guess what? They haven't come back yet. Right. They're working on it. It's getting better, but they got to do some protection, some common sense along with all the habitat work. They got to put some size limits into effect. Mm-hmm. Or or slot limits any, or something. Any, something. Any, they don't even have a two fish, 26-inch size limit no, like, like we little have down crap here. lakes have. Yeah, yeah, little exactly. crap lakes with hardly any northerns. They at least yeah. have a two fish, 26. Yeah. I know they. I, I know, Danny. 
we, we're going to talk more about this, too, I think, too, because I think there's a lot of in, uh, anglers I, I that are I just don't know in what it. the biologists are thinking up there. I don't know. They won't do it until they think it's their idea, and they'll change it. Maybe five years from now, maybe when there's a new biologist. I don't know. I don't know. Well, right now, we're going to go to a break, and we're going to play the horn schwaggle, which means Danny's going to ask you three questions. All you got to do is answer two out of the three correctly, and you will win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. Real quick, before we have we go to break, we have a caller. Don's on the line from Muskego. Okay. Good morning, Don. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, guys. I got a question for you. I hunted deer up in Hayward for 40 years, and, uh, and always in, uh, like, January and February, the guys that lived up there said they'd go picking up the antlers in the in the woods, especially in February. And I was going to the Y yesterday morning on uh, Cold Spring uh, by that little Oriental Church. I made the turn around and four do- uh, four deer come running across the street and, and uh, stood right there in the woods by me. Two of them was uh, one was an eight point and a ten point buck, and they stood there for and just stared at me. Is that unusual, or is it different down here with the food that they eat that they don't lose their horns that early? Well, I'll tell you what. They they'd normally lose their horns in March or so, March and April. Yeah, basically March, you know, and, oh, and maybe yeah, into April. Well, well, you know yeah, what? But you, they can he, lose them no, earlier. No, he's right. Yeah. I've heard people talking weeks ago that yeah. bucks are starting to shed their antlers. Yeah. Now's a good time to go and look. Yeah. Yet, like you, I've seen them one time in April running oh, through wow. a field by Brookfield with a monster buck. With a big okay. rack. And I'm thinking, this was April yeah. years yeah. ago. So well, there's no hard and fast there is no rule. I think it has, rule. you know, kind of like everybody, like the walleyes are running now. Well, some people yeah, yeah. go up and they're early, and then other walleyes are running later. Well, know. You know what it comes down to is those those deer don't read the same books we read. Right. They, they're going to drop them when they want to drop them. So, Thanks. That, so you got a, you got three months of good shed hunting. Yeah, right. <laughs> good luck to you. Take okay. care, man. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right, now we're going to go to that break, and now we need a caller to play Hornschwaggle. We should ask that guy if he wanted to play. 799-1250, that's 414-799-1250. Get that $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. Call now to be a contestant. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you from the Interstate Heating Studios. And uh, we've got a Hornswoggle segment. On the line, we have who, Greg? We have Don. Oh, Don. Welcome back. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Hi, Don. So you, hi, know, so you know how this one works. If I'm pulling your leg, it's a Hornswoggle. If uh, I speak truth, it's no Hornswoggle. Okay. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> fishing lures. First one's on, uh, well, actually, we got two questions on fishing lures here. Um, fishing lure, one of the most popular fishing lures for, for trout and salmon on Lake Michigan, uh, once featured a topless girl on the lure. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I would say uh, hornswoggler. Uh, that's a no horn schwaggle, the old little Cleo. Remember the little Cleo in the back? They used to, yeah, called it the wiggle. Okay, but that's okay. All right, you still got two shots. The Another famous fishing lure, the frog, the snag-proof frog, was invented by Luigi Hickenlooper in 1946 in the backseat of a 64 Chevy. 
I think that's a Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle, okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good guess, Don. <laughs> There's a lot of things that went on in the back of a Chevy, but I don't think that. <laughs> A lot of people were conceived. Okay, you're right. Um, hypothermia. Hypothermia. Uh, hypothermia is considered very dangerous. If you do fall into frigid water, it takes approximately two hours for hypothermia to set in. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Oh, I don't think it takes that long. So you're That's saying the horn squawk, yeah, right? It can right. set in in minutes. Yeah. All right, minutes. your winner. All right, good job. Good thinking, Don. All right, Don, I'm going to send you out that uh, $10 gift certificate to Bucky's out there in McGuanago. And the 64 Chevy. <laughs> 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 Station wagon. All right. Thanks, Don. You can Don. have some fun in the backseat. All right, bye now. Hey, we got an email here, Danny. What's that? It said, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, oh, wait a second. When it says gentlemen right away, get ready. We're going to get blasted. Yeah, this is coming from the bottom feeder. That's what his thing says. The bottom feeder. <laughs> anyway, thought you might get a chuckle out of this little mishap I had 12 years ago in the Dells. I had been fishing upstream near the dam most of the day. This was an this was the ice jam I encountered as I was coming back later in the afternoon near the Eagles uh, near the Hawks Beak Rock Formation. I know right where that is. I only had a few minutes to try to create some waves to break it up before it all started coming at me from behind, banging into the boat and crowding me in. When I realized I wasn't going to break it up, I called the river's edge to see if they could send a boat up to create waves on the downstream side to break up the puzzle pieces of the ice. Before the boat arrived, I noticed some other fishermen near the five fingers, and I got their attention. All it took was one pass on their end, and it started a deluge going downstream. I guess he means all the ice. Everything turned out okay, and I still use the boat to this day. I took this picture before I realized how serious the situation was about to become. Uh, Take care, and thanks for the tickets to the Muskie Expo, Tony. So, wow! You're welcome, Tony. And I'm I'm just gonna look at this picture quick. Take a while, look at the picture while, while you're us, talking. Is it a harrowing, harrowing looking picture? I don't know. It's not coming up. I yet. would think on a river it'd be especially bad because if all of a sudden that ice oh, is coming yeah. down. Oh, oh, oh yeah! That's Whoa. a harrowing picture. Lots of ice. He's here, and he's got to go way down there. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Lots of ice there, buddy. That's yeah. when you need the chopper to come in and airlift you out of there. Yeah, just like about apocalypse now. Just about. You know, Danny, you you know, we you were complaining about uh, there not being some type of size limits, restrictions, whatever, up on the Bay of Green Bay for the Northern Pike. You know, and I feel the same way about the walleye thing on Lake LaBelle. Twenty-eight inches, one fish. Give me a break. Come on, Don. What's his name? Don Heisner, right? Isn't it Don or Ben? Ben, come on. Ben. Not only do you insult on, him, you can't ben. say his name right. No, I no, remembered I, it. Come no. on, Ben. Well, you complained about the old limit on there, though. Well, yeah, twenty inches was a dumb well, limit what too. Did, what did Tom? Oh, you wanted a slot limit. They, they should have a slot but, limit but out they there. They explained that that is only when there's lakes that have natural recruitment. And you know what? There is natural recruitment out there that? because Don said. So. I mean, excuse me, Ben Heisner said oh, so. You're so terrible with names. Ben said so. He said there was natural. When did he say that? It was in Wisconsin Outdoor News Magazine. They had an interview with him about Lake LaBelle. Well, maybe there's a little bit. There's natural recruitment 
anywhere in nursing yeah, I homes. Know. I, you, There's a little bit of well, it goes on, but that. that doesn't mean. I don't know about that. That doesn't mean. Well, but no, there's that, natural spawning that now. There's, there's some enough natural, to, there's to make enough. a self sustaining fishery. Well, That's there what would, ben was there trying would to say. be enough if, you know, if, I don't know. I, I still think, you know, slot limit, I still think, think it's wrong. That, yeah, it needs a slot limit. Well, you know, I think it does. But anyway, and same thing with uh, the Bay of Green Bay. Either size limits or slot limits, something, you know, up there needs to be done. Oh, yeah. We could have a pike fishery on the Bay of Green Bay like they have a musky fishery. Well, they and not only is it the Bay of Green Bay, they've got the same problem, I believe, from what I've heard, up in Chiquamican Bay. That oh, yeah. they're not protecting them up there either. Yeah. They just don't. They're the Rodney Dangerfield of fish. They get no respect, and I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I think northern pike are great. They're great. They're fun to catch, and they're great to eat. And with that, we're going to go to Greg Jenick, with the sports update at 7 o'clock. There you go, Greg. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.